Well, hello and welcome to Straight Talk About Money with me, your host, Coach Chris. Have you ever uttered these words? I wish I'd learned about money in school. Well, if so, this podcast is for you. I want to take the mystery out of your money world so you can take back control of your money and stop living from pay to pay. I want to be able to talk simply and plainly about all things money. So if you have questions, and I know you do, then send them in to me at podcast at coachchris.com.au. And let's take the mystery out of money so that you can save, give, take a trip, buy your own home, retire, become a millionaire, whatever it is you want to do with your money, I want to help you. So join me and start your journey towards a strong financial future today. Well, hello again. It seems like a lot's been happening in my podcast world. Two things you would have noticed is the new name and the new look. Hope you like it. I thought it was time for a makeover. And to be honest, I think it describes what I'm trying to do here a little better than the money pod. So it's goodbye money pod and hello straight talk about money. Of course, all the previous podcasts are available, but from here on in will be referred to under our new name. So let's get right onto our topic for today. One of the things you'll often hear me say is you need to take back control of your money. And so I wanted to take some time to explain that phrase. And just as a side note, look, I do understand that many people's money world has been changed upside down since March of this year. But please hear me out and judge me against your money behavior prior to March. Look, I think it's always helpful if we can start by showing you what life looks like when your money is controlling you. So let me just give you a few examples of that. If you're waiting desperately for your next pay to arrive, your money is controlling you. If you cannot afford to pay all of your quarterly bills when they come in, your money is controlling you. If you have credit card debts, your money is controlling you. And if you long to go on a holiday, but you've never been able to afford one, your money is controlling you. Now, don't need to feel ashamed by any of those things if they're true of you, because what it means is you simply haven't learned how to be in control of your money. And that's why I'm here. I want to help you to see the possibilities, because when you're in control of your money, you'll know how to distribute your pay when it comes in and direct it to mean all of what you want it to do. Wow, that's a pretty big statement, isn't it? And I can hear all sorts of excuses rumbling in response because that's my normal, uh, that's people's normal's response to that statement. But what I want to do is I want to give you a, a for instance, because, or an example, because I want, I think our recent forced isolation is a great example to prove my point. So in March of this year, I think it was about the 15th of March, our Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, announced that we had to take some drastic measures to stop the spread of COVID-19. And it was then that we saw the loss of that part of our lives where we very often love to spend much of our time and our money on. We'll call it lifestyle spending. Once you became used to the reduced spending around eating out and socialising, I'd like to know and I'd like to ask you a question and ask this question of yourself. Were you surprised by just how little you had been able to live on? Or... If your income remained the same, just how much you have been able to save. 
If you had your hours at work cut back or you totally lost your job, you will have in most cases had to survive on a lower than normal income. Sure, you've been helped by the um, help from um, the loans people, mortgages and things like that, where they've put mortgage, the banks have put mortgages on hold for six months. Um, and even personal loans, credit cards, all of those things have been subject to special conditions and you may not have had to make any payments during that period of time. So that would certainly have helped and it may give you a bit of a false reading, but you would understand what that was. Um, And now, thankfully, some of us are starting to get back to a little more normality. But I really want to encourage you not to jump straight back into your old lifestyle spending habits because you now have the opportunity to change and take back control of your money. For those of you who are still in lockdown, I really do feel for you. It must be getting very tiresome right now. That's probably an understatement, sorry. But hang in there. My best advice to you right now is if you can face it, use this time to really have a good look at your spending habits of yesterday compared to today. So let's go back to my earlier statement that I said Being in control of your money will allow you to distribute your pay when it comes in and direct it to meet all of what you want it to do. So I'd like to ask you the question, if you're going to direct your money to what you want it to do, what is it that you would like your money to be able to do or to afford? And before you start getting carried away, I'm not suggesting that it's possible to have a champagne lifestyle on a beer income. Obviously, if you want to charter a fantastic yacht and sail the seven seas with your own staff, looking after your every whim, then you may need a higher income than you're presently on. But what I am saying is that in the majority of cases, you actually earn enough to be able to pay your bills when they come in, pay down your mortgage in a shorter time than the bank suggests, afford to eat healthy, nourishing meals, save for something, Give to those in need and enjoy life. All it takes is being in control of your money. So how do we take back control of our money when our money seems to have us in a headlock? Well, I've put together four lessons that I'd like to share with you that hopefully will help you to ask the right questions and help you to get back in control of your money. Lesson number one, money is simply a tool. So it's a tool that we've been given to use in our daily lives. It's simply a way of exchanging something of value between two people. And I don't know where this went wrong, but what what used to happen is, let's say I had a heap of oranges and you had some apples and I wanted apples and you wanted oranges. We would just do a swap like for like. But the problem began because sometimes I might want your apples, but you don't want my oranges. And so a very simple example, but that's when money came in. It came in as a device, if you like, or a a tool to be able to swap something of value for something that someone else valued. But somewhere along the way, the tool that was there available to be exchanged became more valuable than other things. And that is where things went dreadfully wrong because it's actually become the cause of disputes and worry and even wars. The thing that was once used to buy something of value has itself become valuable and people hold on to it or yearn for it to their detriment. So lesson number one um, is just remember that money is a tool. The second lesson is, yes, money is a tool and you need to learn how to use it. Now, to show you an example of this, I want you to picture 
a master carpenter. There he is with his beautiful tools, well cared for, used over many, many years, and his pieces of wood. And he creates a piece of furniture. He knows just how to hammer in the nails, how to make the joints, to bring about the most beautiful piece of furniture. Now, if you compare him to a first year apprentice, he might be able to use the master's tools and use the same wood. But what he produces is less than valuable. It's not the same, is it? It's not beautiful. It's not precise because he hasn't learned over years of failing, years of making mistakes, years of practicing how to make that beautiful piece of furniture. And it's just the same with money. Money is a tool in the hands of its owner and will be used well or badly depending upon the experience and understanding of that owner. So I want you to think very carefully about that. It's something that you have to learn to use. And one of the uh, major and very basic lessons that you'll need to learn in the use of it is spend less than you earn and save the difference. Oh gosh, you know, that's the that's one of the major foundational principles and many people find it very hard to just save one dollar from their income. But start with that, then go to 10, then go to 20. And the best way I know how to find out what you need to spend and what you could possibly save is to start a budget. I know many of you hate that B word, but realistically, it really does give you, give you the detail of your finances. And maybe we'll address that in a future podcast. How do you actually write a budget? In fact, I think if you look down the list of the previous money pod, um, uh, podcast, you would find something there on budgeting. But anyway, we might address that later in detail. So that's the second lesson. You need to learn how to use that tool of money. The third lesson is so important. And what you need to know is that if you let it, money will take over your life and control you. It will take away your ability to choose. So often I hear people say, I can't do that because I just can't afford it. Or we can never do that because we don't earn enough. That is the language used by people who are controlled by their money. They've given over the power to make decisions to their money. And if their money says they can't do it, they don't do it. So their money has become more powerful than they are. Now, I know this is true because I've seen so many times with people with limited resources make a decision to do something and they actually achieve it. I remember a client who desperately wanted to go away on holiday and they knew they couldn't afford an extravagant trip, but they could afford to go camping with their family and it was something they wanted to do. So they looked at their budget and they slowly started to put away money and they'd made a decision. We are going on a holiday and they did it. It took them over a year, but they managed to save the money to go on a camping trip. So I know that all it takes to come out from under the control of money is a decision to do so. And you're the only one that can decide to do that. So, um, you know, maybe when you first look at your budget, you might think there's no way I can save anything. But if you make that decision, you'll start to do that. And maybe we'll do a podcast also in the future on how to save money so that I can help you with that as well. And finally, lesson number four, and this really is a biggie and it's a bit of a secret, but I want to tell you, money will not make you happy. Now, I'm not talking about that happy smile on your face kind of happiness. I'm talking about the deep, fulfilling type of happiness that fills you up from within. If you're looking to money to give you that kind of happiness, then you will be sadly disappointed. Sure, it can buy you things and we can buy pleasure 
but pleasure is never lasts. Pleasure is short-lived and we can often find ourselves as human beings looking for the next great fix to give us pleasure. Look, I've met people who are very poor and who are very rich and both are extremely happy. But I can also say the alternative is also true. I've experienced people who are very poor and very rich and they're very unhappy. So I know that money does not give you that deep sense of happiness from within. I remember the day when I held my first granddaughter, my first grandchild, in fact, in my arms. And I remember saying to myself, I am the richest woman in the world. And I really felt it. I felt so rich. And today I'm even richer because now I've got six grandchildren that I've held in my arms and thought the same thing. And number seven's on the way. But don't get me started talking about my grandchildren because I'll be here all day. So just remember, lesson number four is money will not bring you deep, lasting happiness. So just to summarize, let's go back. Lesson one, money is a tool. Lesson two, it's a tool that you need to learn to use. Lesson three, if you let it, money will take over your life and take away your ability to choose. And lesson number four, money will not give you that deep, lasting happiness that you long for. Look, I'd really love to hear your comments and your questions. So send them to me, podcast at coachchris.com.au. And let me know your comments, what you think about what I've said, where your difficulties are, what you're struggling with, whether I need to cover anything different. I'd really love to know because I'd love to answer your questions on the podcast. And um, I'll just try and cover all of those things in upcoming weeks. And if you think you're going to like listening to my weekly updates, then please subscribe so that you don't miss any new rants that I give from myself. Look, it's been great chatting. And until next time, let's face the music and dance.